0: basically she was telling me she didn't think I would ever make the money that I wanted she knew that I was like really wanting to make money and yeah. she was like I just don't think that you're gonna do that unless you go off on your own and she was like and I and I know you can do it hmm. and I remember being like struck by this I was like wow I can't believe she said that to me and I was like what does that even mean like how would I do that
1: Hey, welcome back to Connection Request. I'm Joel Lehman. Today on the show, I'm talking to Kristen Mitchell, the founder and creative director of Gathered in Style, a boutique event planning business based in New York City. Kristen is a magician when it comes to events. You might call her an event scientist. If you were to scroll through her Instagram page, you'd see a K-pop themed birthday party, an elevated state fair soiree, a private dinner in a small grocery store, pasta pool parties, and my new favorite thing, a churro umbrella. We talk about Kristen's career journey from planning high profile events like Reuters Newsmakers and client events at the Aspen Ideas Festival and the Super Bowl to going off on her own to start her business. We also trade stories of both of our experiences at the White House Correspondents' Dinner in Washington, D.C., including the time that NFL linebacker Von Miller stood me up at the airport. True story. Kristen shares some excellent advice on what she's learned running her own business and creating a brand from scratch, as well as practical tips for anyone who's looking to elevate their next gathering. She also shares her philosophy on why we should celebrate everything, how to catch a vibe, and how she learned to love business, and her love for accountants. One more thing before we get to the interview. For anyone who's a Spotify listener, you've probably been checking out your annual Spotify wrapped report. I was a bit shocked to learn I spent 21,248 minutes listening to podcasts this year. What you may not know is Spotify also gives podcasters a wrapped report for anyone who's listening. And turns out that for 58 of you, Connection Request is in your top 10 podcasts. For 45 of you, it's in your top five. And for 10 of you, it's your number one. Honestly, that sort of blows my mind, and I'm genuinely honored for all of you who listen to the show. It means the world to me. And listen, you can listen to it anywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, doesn't matter where, but I just want to say thank you for supporting me on this journey, for listening to the show, and for all the love on social media and in my DMs. You all are the best. Okay, enough of that. We'll get to my conversation with Kristen Mitchell after a quick word from our sponsor, SK Coffee. This season, we are thrilled to be sponsored by SK Coffee, a specialty coffee roaster based in Minnesota, shipping worldwide. Listeners of the show will remember Sam from season one, where he shared his journey from musician to entrepreneur. We'll hear more from Sam later in the episode.
0: My name is Kristen Mitchell, and I'm the founder and creative director of Gathered in Style, which is a boutique event planning business that was born out of the pandemic. I'm based in Brooklyn, New York, and the business is going great. It has been, honestly, a lot of learning. Um, kind of started off doing a lot of private social events, which is very near and dear to my heart, which is basically like, I have you know, my clients second homes are my backyard or they their they're my venue essentially or i do a lot of private events and homes and do weddings but i'm trying to get back in the brand space and do which is my bread and brother as you know uh, working together at Thomson reuters so i'm excited to kind of get back into that um and working on a lot of really cool projects on that front specifically and the resort space so we're hmm.
1: excited about that we'll dig into everything both kind of your history in corporate and what you're up to now you grew up in charleston west virginia and i know that's where you fell in love with the beauty of hospitality as you put it take yes. us way back there if you wouldn't mind and i don't know did you know way back then that this is what you wanted to do for a living someday
0: it- Yes, that's a very good question. I've pretty much known that I've always wanted to do events in some form. It really crystallized for me in college. But yeah, growing up, I did a lot of different parties for my family, like my mom's 50th birthday and family friends graduation parties. And I was just like naturally good at organizing and bringing people together. And I just I love it. I'm my mom always jokes and says that. My anthem is girls always just want to have fun. And I do think that's true. I do like to have fun. And I think bringing people together is fun. So yeah. I like other people having fun. Yeah, so I grew up doing that. And then in college, I was in a sorority. And my, my boyfriend always laughs like when I tell this story because he's like, You're, he's like, don't tell people that it started your sorority, but it really did. I, I was on the kind of executive board of my sorority and I had to do formals. Yeah. And yeah. I planned the whole formal at these hotels and choosing food and beverage, doing the design and like all that jazz. And then it morphed into me being on Panhellenic, which was over all of Greek life. And I was vice president mm. of PR. So I did mm. talent shows, I did Greek week. I, you know, and again, all bringing people together, which I really loved doing. And I remember yeah. at one of the talent shows I did, somebody was like, wow, this is so much fun. This is way better than last year. And I was like, yeah really great feeling (laughs)
1: good like good validation you're like maybe i can do this yeah for what it's worth and i don't know your boyfriend so you should listen to whoever you want but that seems like a very (laughs) kind of natural and authentic path that like i in my life i've dabbled in and out of events although never as a professional like you but like i think of college and for me i went to a small school but i planned like our big cabaret show at the beginning of (laughs) the year and i like I there when I was going to school, I like decided I love social media. And I was like, what if we had a whole conference about social media? And I like pitched this random committee and they gave me $15,000. So like, like, so it's like, I think well, there's, yes. there's all sorts of like cool ways where as a young person, you can find ways to, to test out what you do like to do and what gives you energy or not. So I think, I think lean into it and boyfriend be darn. It was great yeah. to
0: kind of experience that I think early on. And then, Actually, when you, like when I went to Thomson Reuters because yeah. I was a intern initially starting and I was in hired. investor
1: relations. Is that true?
0: I was an investor relations intern. Yes, which is hilarious. I needed an internship to graduate from college, and that is sure. what was available. Okay. Thank you, Thomson Reuters. And then when I got hired after college, after I graduated, I was in a communications internship role. And it was a nine month thing to be like testing me out type of thing. And I remember I told my boss at the time, Carla Jones, who was an angel. And I was like, I just really love events. This is my passion. And she made it happen. Like after that nine months, her and Catherine Manuel both were like, you're in events now. This is what you're going to do. And honestly, I was just surrounded by a lot of really great women who like championed my career and my passion early on. That's
1: really neat. And I think like in some ways mirrors my own experience of just like if you landed a place early on and people like you and you did good work and you tell people what you want to do, just like having the ability to shape and form your career. Was there a plan B for you? Would you like, if, if that hadn't have happened, would you like be in corporate communications at Thompson Reuters for a few years or like any ideas? There
0: was no plan B. I just sure. knew that I needed to I wanted to come back to New York. The only things that I knew that is that I wanted to come back to New York. And that honestly, that was really, and that I wanted to do events. Like those were the only things that I knew. And I was like, as long as I'm in New York, I feel like I can somehow find a path to events and it it just luckily happened because I had a lot of really great champions in my corner that were like, yeah, she can, she's great. Yeah. Yeah. When I did the holiday party in Stanford, Connecticut, that was like really my first events at thompson reuters so yeah that
1: was cool that's just cool to hear that something at the beginning of your career has obviously now blossomed into where it's come today and we'll get there um tell me a little bit about like your time coming up in the events world then you worked at Thomson reuters for a number of years which is where we met knew each other and then you worked in a couple other kind of corporate environments what was that like what were you finding out about yourself in that time what, what were you learning i'm sure we'll get to this but you got to work on some extremely cool events if you're an events yeah. professional somewhere else you're not necessarily getting to do some of the things you did so yeah tell me a little bit about that period of your life in, in the beginning
0: yeah i honestly i wouldn't trade like trade my experiences for the world i i think that every experience that i have had on my career path has led to this business hmm. and um, yeah so After Thomson Reuters, during Thomson Reuters, I was, after I moved to the event side of things, I worked on a lot of really amazing projects. Like I was doing, started off doing sponsorship events. Mm -hmm. So we went to Aspen and did the Aspen Ideas Festival, where I was really producing, organizing and producing our involvement around the Aspen Ideas Festival. So I did that for a few years. And then simultaneously was also working on the White House Correspondents Center. I did that for a few years. I produced a lot of really great events which are were really near and dear to my heart and I hope they're still happening. writers Newsmakers. Mm. Which were really, that was really cool because I felt like I was really bridging my I su- actually I studied journalism in college. Oh, okay. yeah. So it was bridging my interest between journalism and storytelling through telling these really powerful stories and events. So that was like really yeah really special and I worked with and Sir Harry Evans who was like yeah. a legend
1: legend and I legend. Mean, just to add some context for anyone who doesn't know what a Reuters newsmaker is like John Kerry was yes. an example of a guest right like I did, very I did call
0: Kerry's newsmaker
1: yeah like one of those things where it's like when we say newsmakers like really big heavy hitting interviews with senior journalists often Sir Harry Evans and would draw a really great crowd in person yes yeah yeah, yeah.
0: it was all live. True. It was a live event. So it was filmed and then put online.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. So that was really great. And working with the journalists there, like the, our videographer journalists and, and Rob Cox. Like we had so many great different angles from Newsmakers. So it was really hmm. amazing event series for me to be in charge of. So I did a lot of those. I did the Super Bowl, which was the first time I had really done. I did the Super Bowl in New York. And I remember Eileen Lynch was like, these are the types of events that we need to do. And I was like, absolutely. This is exactly what we need to be doing. And it was awesome. It was my first event with a a client kind of experience space. And that's really where I, I think that's where I initially fell in love with creating these experience, these like Hmm. much larger experiences for a group of guests. So I Did that, and then I worked at Thompson Reuters for five and a half years. I did a variety of different things. I also worked on F1 and all these really great projects. Like, I it was a great place to learn and yeah. grow up in the events world. And I also yeah. have these amazing people
1: yeah. championing mean,
0: my career. Everyone's just so great there. I, I loved it.
1: Um, okay, so very quickly, while we're like in the kind of Thompson Reuters chapter, I like. One thing that I was sad about as I was researching is I went to a lot of those events that you're mentioning, but like after you were like quickly after, so we didn't get to cross paths a lot or very much if memory serves. But I was wondering if I share like one of my white house correspondence dinner stories, will you Mm -hmm. share like maybe an interesting one from yours? I sort of have like two interesting ones. So I, the year that I went i was doing social media there but inevitably as you know when you're and when you're working with events like you end up doing a bunch of other things and so the events team at the time was like hey joel can you, can you do a favor for us can you go pick up our celebrity guests at the airport and i was like sure and so that year was von miller and oh. kind of a funny thing which is i know absolutely nothing about sports so in oh. in Oh, absolutely nothing. Like I had heard of him, but that was it. So in some ways I was probably a good person because I'm not going to get, I'm not going to be like, oh my That's God, he's my favorite sure. person in the world. And here's the key detail though. I'm the person who goes to pick him up. His plane's supposed to land at, I don't know, like 420 or something. And I'm waiting there. I'm like doing the whole thing, holding up a sign. that says like Von Miller, Thompson Reuters, whatever. Um, and five minutes pass, 10 minutes pass, 20 minutes pass, just no sign of him. And it gets to a point where I'm like, I know that he should be like, his plane has definitely landed by now. Of course, I know that information. And I like call the team and I'm like, guys, I don't know where Von Miller, like you gave me one job other than like my assigned job. And somehow I like lost Von Miller slash like not initiate. So give me like call him or whatever? So I'm like waiting around for an, an amount of time. And then I'm sorry for fans of Von Miller, but it turns out he didn't, he just didn't come. And he was like, due to be the guest at our CEO's table. Like basically we had to run around and figure out a different plan. But that was one of my many, oh my goodness, what is my life kind of stories. The the other one was Abby and Alana, which again, in a good way, I hadn't actually seen their show yet, Mm -hmm. The Broad City Ladies. And so I was just like, hey, you're like two wonderful, nice human beings. Anyway, do you have any good White House Correspondents, dinner stories that you care to share?
0: Yeah, so I, yeah, I definitely, the celebrities thing, I will, well, I, I just like don't get starstruck with celebrities, like, yeah. and I just don't know why, I just am not that way, like you could put me, yeah. uh, and next, and at any is, point in your
1: career, that's just always been that way, you just it's like,
0: just, it's been that way, I'm kind of like, just, I mean, they're just people, and I don't know, I'm just kind of like, well, that's just who they are. You know, and I, I will never like, even if I see a celebrity in public, I will not go and say hi to them. The all like, if I had to say like a celebrity that I might go say hi to, it'd be like Larry David. I like, I sure. would love, okay. I would love to meet Larry. David. But anyway, I would probably have got starstruck if I saw Larry David, but like everyone that I've seen, like I at White House, I remember meeting at the time Game of Thrones was like huge Mm-hmm. And we had Nikolai, I cannot pronounce his last name, but he's Jamie mm-hmm. Lannister in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Everyone's freaking out about him. And I was like, they're, and they're like, oh, do you want a picture with Jamie? Do you want a picture with Jamie Lannister? Kristen, go get a picture with him. And I, yeah. and he's his wife, love, like absolutely lovely couple. Love yeah. them. Yeah. And I, you know, I got a picture with them. And then like years later, years, like seven years later, I ended up watching Game of Thrones. And I was like, I cannot believe that I met Jamie Landis or so I just like don't even care. Um, so there's that. But then also to my favorite guest that we had at White House was Michael Kelly. I yes, adore Michael
1: Who plays Kelly. Doug Stamper on House. House of Cards and done a bunch of other great things, but that's one of his better known things. Yeah, he actually uh, came back the year I was there.
0: Yeah, He was invited right back multiple times. He's just yeah. honestly amazing. I was obsessed with him and his wife. I thought that yeah. they were just so amazing. And I don't necessarily have any of these crazy stories. I'm not, I wasn't in charge of handling them, but yeah. I was like around them and I love them. But I will say that my favorites, the one story that is like from White House that it was like, what is my life? So part, like my biggest responsibility of that project was <clears throat> um, the table assignments and getting, cause each of the different, businesses and like Reuters had different tables. Right. Yeah. And so we had to have place cards at the tables and this whole plan. And I had, I had this whole like post-it note wall of the different tables and we'd move them around. It was crazy. So like when it was finally finalized, I had to go in with a team. We were only allowed, I think three people to decorate like 14 tables or something like that, decorate Hmm. and put place cards on them in the right order. And I had to go into the space, which, as you know, like the president, this was Obama's last dinner that he was at. Yeah. And so you have to go. They sweep the room and then you go in and you have literally 15 minutes. I think it was 15. I think we might have had 20 minutes. It was like no sure. time to do all yeah, of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they had to like sweep the room again and then it was going to start. And it was like this insane timetable. And we were in dresses like we're in ball, yeah. like ball gowns and like having yeah. to, it was just insane. And like, by the way, like we only had, we had 14 tables. Everyone else had tables as well. So it was like the event planners were like in this room in ball gowns with all the things that they were going to decorate their tables. And I had to have this, I had this like crazy plan and yeah. like, of like organization in order to tackle these tables. And it was like me and two of my colleagues and we just like did it real quick. And I think we have a minute to spare and we we're running out and I was like, This is insane
1: that I just did (laughs) that. Yeah. That's yeah. I feel like that really captures I think something that like I know to be true about people like you who are true events professionals is just like all the deep logistics and planning and intense moments and responding to things you don't plan for and like deep Excel spreadsheets with minute by minute, here's what's gonna happen. I think If you're not a person who's ever touched a big sort of event like that, you just don't know about the level of thought, love, detail, attention that gets put into it. So I feel like that captures that um, really well.
0: It was just like, I can't even believe that this is, and that these are the things. So that was, yeah, yeah. that's my, that's one of my crazy
1: stories. (laughs) So then I appreciate you sharing that and I'm sure we'll get into some other ones. And you know what I'll say too? Something tells me that whatever it is about you that like. Like, we all should know that, oh, celebrities are just like regular human beings and should be treated as such. Like, it's probably part of what makes you really good at your job, right? Is you're not faced by that. And I know that you plan all sorts of things throughout your career. And it's like, okay, like, I'm going to do my job and show up and be a person and treat them as such. And maybe they don't want a thousand pictures or whatever. So that, that, that makes, that seems like a a differentiator. I'll throw in a segue here, which is, I promise this doesn't make sense in a minute, but I was just. Uh, interviewing last week an actress on the TV show Dave if you've heard of that and she I was asking her like she's coming up in her career and are there anybody that's like super crazy that you've met or run into in that world because they have all crazy like people on their show uh crazy but I mean celebrities and um Her person was Mr. Wonderful that she met, which, of course, like she's like she's like the biggest person in my life that I've ever met is like Kevin O'Leary. I just like love him. He's the greatest. I like she's just like blown away, which leads me to the next thing that you did in your career after Thompson Reuters was go to the Corcoran group, which Barbara Corcoran, if I'm right, sold in the early 2000s. But it still carries her name. Why did you leave Thompson Reuters and then what was the experience like in your next corporate job?
0: Yes. Yes. And you're right. I still to this day have not met Barbara and I am obsessed with her and I just think that she is awesome. So I would really love to meet her one day too. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I left Thompson Reuters. I think ultimately it was because I had outgrown everything that I had I was doing not that I still didn't love and appreciate everything that you know as a part of my job but I just have always been like I think I just want something more I have always just been like I think I need something different I need to like keep challenging myself and keep going and my friends are like oh you've made it I'm like I don't think I've made it like I have so much more that I want to do but I just didn't really I never really knew what that that was um until I started my own business (laughs) Uh, but yeah, when I left Thomson Reuters, I went to the Corcoran Group, and I honestly like I was so I was there for two and a half years. I met some of my very best friends at Corcoran. I also met some of my very best friends at Thomson Reuters. So it's honestly hard for me now because it's like I have myself. So yeah. it's like throughout my and on at all my jobs, I've met my best friends. So I met my be, like some of my best friends at Corcoran, and I learned so much. I was in charge of. I was in charge of all the events. I was the only event planner and I was part Hmm. of a larger marketing team and I was the event. planner, So I did every event that Corcoran ever did. And so I did the annual holiday party every year. I did the awards ceremony, which is basically like the Oscars for Corcoran real estate agents. And it was like a huge production, like stage time songs. It was like, it was a huge production. And then. As a part of the award ceremony, agents would win if you're in a certain level, you would win like a, an experience. And then I would plan hmm. those experiences. So hmm. the for the president's council, which is the highest tier, they would win this president's council trip, which my first year was to St. Bart's. And wow. so I planned this like end-to-end like experience for these agents to St. Bart's. The next year was to Ibiza. And then my last year was to Barbados. So everything that comes with that. But I will say St. Bart's was really awesome. And so I I was the most surprised by how much I loved Ibiza. But Hmm. because I think I I thought it was just like this party place, but it's really so much more than that. And it's amazing. But I really I had this like soft spot for St. Bart's and but my favorite memory with that is because if i don't know if you ever go to st bart's you have to get there via another way there's no direct flight and we had to all connect st martin and my ceo wanted all the agents to go together because there's like certain times and i had to charter planes i chartered planes like through there and i've never done this before and she's okay yeah like just charter a plane i was like oh Okay, yeah, I'll just chart it out as point. one does. Sure. Yeah. So it was just really like funny that I was like doing all this stuff and I'm like, yeah, I've never done it before, but I'll figure it out.
1: Wow. It sounds like you, yeah. I, I think one thing that people maybe don't appreciate about your business is just like how often you just need to go figure something out or if you've never <laughs> done it before, but like, that's fine. Like I'll be the one to figure it out. That's just fine. Let's skip ahead a little bit. Tell me more about you said gathered in style came out of the pandemic. Tell me a little bit more about that. Like, I was when I looked at the timeline of your career, like, COVID was not a great time for the events business. I think everybody yep. knows that. What, yeah, like, what led you to starting that? And was it a leap that you had been thinking about or planning up until that point? Tell us a little bit about the genesis of it.
0: Yeah, that's a really good question. And honestly, like, it starts at Corcoran because when I was leaving Corcoran, Again, like I was always, and I don't even know why I am this way, but I'm like just pushing myself to be better, get better, have different experiences. And when I was leaving Corcoran to go to Wasserman, which again, like all all of these different companies that I've worked at, like we're at like a very specific points in my life that I feel like all ultimately led to the end. But um, when I was leaving Corcoran, my boss at the time, Christina Panos, she and still is like a mentor for me to this day like Mm. amazing super talented she basically invented the brand of corcoran like Mm. everything that you see she has been involved with from the beginning she's amazing she's amazing and she when i was leaving she was like you she was like i don't say this to everyone she was like but you are the best event planner i've ever worked with and i think that you should really think about going off on your own one day she was like i just don't think like you'll ever make basically she was telling me she didn't think i would ever make the money that i wanted that mm. i was really going at. i think that's what she knew that i was like really wanting to make money and yeah. she was like I, I just don't think that you're gonna do that unless you go off on your own and she's like, and i know you can do it mm. and i remember being like struck by this i was like wow i can't believe she said that to me and i was like what does that even mean like how would i do that yeah and then and then I went to Wasserman and again, I was doing amazing stuff. like I was I was hired to work for Microsoft Surface and lead the concepting and execution of all of the Microsoft Surface hospitality and and events. So that started off with my first project was doing another incentive trip to Hawaii. So I built this Hawaii incentive trip and again, as you can see, I just really love creating experiences for people, especially destination experiences. I just, like I said, I think that it really, depending on what your goals are, it can achieve not only camaraderie between the group of people, but also loyalty to your brand. And if you take people on these trips, it really helps inspire people to want to like, just Give the give their all for your brand. I was doing that, and it's actually funny now that I'm thinking about this. Like my dad, he worked at Merrill Lynch when I was younger, and would always try to win incentive trips for our family. And so I went all over. I went to Maui with my with my dad on one of his incentive trips, and I remember going on that trip and being blown away at the logistics. It really does. Events has always been like, I think, in my soul. <laughs> mm. Like when I was doing. When I was doing when I was doing the Microsoft incentive trip, I just like absolutely loved it. I and I loved working for Surface. Surface was honestly such a dream. I learned so much about myself through working mm. with them as my clients, and then also working under the Wasserman umbrella. Just like really understanding, like a very high level of client service that I knew that I had in me, but it really brought this like polish like through. And yeah, I just really. Loved it. I loved being clients. Like I was client service slash creative class slash like event producer. On bringing like large groups of teams together to create this experience. So that was really fun for me. I also did the Super Bowl a few times for them again. Or like we did uh, start off in Atlanta, then I did Miami. Did all these other like events. I did so many different events for them. And so as as you grow and like people learn about you, my role morphed a lot into running a vertical business. Well. And so I was not only like running the Microsoft service like business. I was, not only was I doing the events and yeah. pitching the ideas, I was also running the ver- the business, the hospitality business under the Microsoft account. I was I think that was like, when I realized that, wow, I really love business. Like I, hmm. I love business and I, and then when I'm like, see, I don't know, achieving ROI, I don't know. It was just like, it was just fun for me. I was like, I'm not that great at math. I'm really not. And I don't really like numbers, but I do really like love, honestly, business development. Like I love yeah. business development. I lo- and I just was like, wow, I didn't know. I, I didn't even know about this side of it. Yeah. Um, And then when the pandemic happened, I was still there. And honestly, luckily I'll give it to Wasserman. So great. They didn't, I don't think they laid anyone off and which was like really amazing. And I don't, I really don't think that they did to my knowledge. And but we were pivoting to virtual events. And let me tell you, I hated virtual events. Like I've never Mm. really hated anything. But I hated it. I hated it. It's a fundamentally different job.
1: There's a lot to love about SK Coffee, our presenting sponsor for Connection Request. Every time I talk to SK's founder, Sam Chelberg, I'm fascinated to learn more about what makes their coffee so special and why people are so drawn to them. Here's Sam. We're not a company that you're gonna get the exact same thing over and over again it's always gonna be an exploration. This is literally an agricultural product and every year it's different. So it's like wine in that way. But something even more special than the coffee itself has always stood out to me. It's the entire SK team's passion. They treat their work like a real art form and each of them care deeply about coffee's people, place and process. Here's Sam again. The way we're trying to tell that story is not through, you know, interesting, Crafted cocktail coffee drinks, right? It's all what is the coffee trying to say? What is the producer, the place, the plant itself trying to say, the process? And we are literally translating that communication from the raw product into your cup. To learn more about SK Coffee, visit skcoffeeplease.com or check out their excellent Instagram page. If you live in Minnesota, stop into one of their cafes in St. Paul or Minneapolis. You might even spot me there. All those links are in the show notes. Okay, now back to the show. Obviously, it's still about like human connection in the best way, shape you can, but like I can imagine somebody who has like spent their life working in like in-person human connection and having to pivot to like a very different slash terrible medium. And like that, that totally makes sense to me. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: And it was just like really interesting that I, I don't know. I, I was like, just amazed at like these insights that I've learned over my, my career, cause so it's like, I mean, I didn't yeah. know that like, I would have really felt this like visceral reaction. to like yeah a virtual event, but I just remember, first of all, I remember how much work it was. But then, like, I would just, like, go home and, like, I would just, like, go in here and, like, lay on my couch. And I was, like, wow, this the calm down from this is, like, horrible. Like, normally yeah. I'm, like, going out with, like, my team and, like, feeling, like, a buzz, you know? Like, because I I really do catch, like, a lot of my energy and enthusiasm from others. And, like, yeah, to do that for the too. screen, it's, like, very much, it's very different. So, yeah, so then during the pandemic, I was, I did a lot of reflecting and I was in Maine. And I remember... We we're working on some virtual thing and I was just like, I had, I don't know, I ended up having to like cancel part of my vacation for it. I don't know. And I was just like, I was honestly depressed. I think we were all very depressed, but I was having this like reckoning at a very strange time in the world. And yeah, the two days that I did end up taking off, I was like, I literally can't even think I have to like lay on this couch and just in and, and the, the cabin that um, my boyfriend's family, they rent one every year. The cabin has a skylight above the couch hmm. and his parents had went out for the day and Doug was upstairs working and I just literally laid on the couch and stared through the skylight and was like, what am I doing with my life? What is happening? And then honestly, that that's when I decided that I was going to do this. I was like, I'm just hmm. going to go do my own thing after the pandemic. I, I don't even yeah. know why. I just was like, yeah. And again, I think I did want to make more money. And Hmm. so then I was like, I talked to some people who are freelancers. And this one freelancer gave me the best advice that I think anyone. And I think if you're ever starting a business, you have to talk to an account. Like he, he basically was like, you just need to like, the only thing you need to do is talk to an account. And I was like, okay. So I went in and I talked to an accountant and the accountant that I talked to was basically like, she asked me all these questions, like how much money are you making? Are you married? Like all this stuff. And then at the end of the conversation, she was like, I can tell by talking with you, you have a lot of passion, and enthusiasm, and like, you can do this. And she was like, and you will make so much more money. And I was like, that's all I needed to hear. And I was like, Okay. And so I was like, I went off and I made a plan. I didn't quit right then and there. This was like August. This was August, September of uh, 2020. My God.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And so then I made a plan. I was like, okay, I don't know when I'm going to do this, but I'm going to start just putting money away. We're not doing anything. I can't do anything. So I'm literally just any money that I can. I'm just going to save it. Yeah. So... I think that was, and then I started, like, developing, like, I started doing this whole, like, brand exercise with myself of what am I gonna be? What's my name gonna be? Do I want it to be my name? Yeah. I never really loved my name. And also, too, I'm not, like, this person that's, oh, me. I need to have my name on things. I'm, like, very much a behind-the-scenes gal. And, like, Mm. I wanted to have more of a brand versus, like, my name on the brand, if that makes sense. and. So then I went through this whole like ethos of what am I going to call myself and words that resonated with me. And then finally in January, it was, Jan- cause I gave myself, this was again, that was September to January. I was going through this whole thing. It's all I would think about. And I remember being like, I have to decide this by January. I don't know why I, I thought this. And so I was like, okay, yeah. I, and then January 3rd runs around and I still hadn't thought of anything, but I knew that I wanted it to have the word gathered in it or gather. I hmm. knew it, I wanted it to have gather. I yeah. loved the word. I thought it I think it sounds friendly. I think it can sound sophisticated. And like I wanted it to embody like who I am.
1: Yeah. And
0: I just was obsessed with the word gather. So yeah, so it was like January 1st, New Year's rolled around. I still hadn't thought of anything. And I was like going through this whole thing. I'd like text my friends. I had this like focus group of people being like, what does this sound like to you? And then if they liked something, I would like try to imagine like picking up a phone or like saying it. And like, if it didn't sound, feel right to me, then I would like abandon it. It was this whole thing. And then in January, it was like January 6th. I remember being like, you have to like really focus and get this name. And also too, I wanted to have the Instagram handle. So then every time I think of a name and a lot, a lot of my names that I wanted didn't have the Instagram handle. Sure. And so it's a lot of like mental, like it's a mental exercise to do all yeah. this and then to get the URL, uh, whatever. And then when I went on Instagram and I could get, ga- I could get both gather and gathered in style. And then okay. I decided to go with gathered in style Because I felt like it sounded better in a sentence, like they Hmm. were gathered in style.
1: I I appreciate just hearing like the nitty gritty, authentic, honest experience of what it was like for you to do that. I love kind of the through line of having that boss at Corcoran plant the seed. And I also love maybe this is a Midwestern thing versus the East Coast, but i just I love your honesty about money being one of the driving factors, right? I think a lot of yeah. people like are like it's well, it's just because only of passion or it's just because of this, and I'm sure those things are important too, but I think it's really good to just be like honest and authentic about those motivations and they are um well, really? I have to ask I was looking at your Instagram today, just like in preparation, and man, I saw a k pop themed birthday party. Elevated State Fair with a pretzel stick and there's a juggler. I saw private dining in a grocery store, film screenings, pasta pool parties, art (laughs) show, probably my favorite, a churro umbrella. And I got to say, it just, it looks so much fun. And yeah, and also like things that as a non-events person, I would never dream of. I guess my questions are like, is it as fun as it looks? And yeah, since you made this leap, like, how's it been?
0: Yeah, it is as fun as it looks. It is absolutely, I will say though, not to toot my own horn, but like uh, any guest that comes to my party always like raves about how fun it is. And like, even the kids like come up to me and I'm like, this is so much fun. We like, go, oh, do you say this to everyone? But it's, I don't know, it's it's really rewarding. And I do think that even going back to like why I did this, it's well, obviously it is was for money because I wanted to get paid appropriately for what I felt like my level of expertise and kind of special sauces, you know what I mean? Which is, I I just feel like nobody can do it the way I can in a lot of ways. And and it's because of how passionate I am. And yeah, I, and I also really have always believed that there's a reason to celebrate. Mm. And there's, I remember I played competitive volleyball in high school and like throughout my life. And my coach would always say, you have to celebrate everything. Celebrate, like, literally everything. And mm. that's, like, how I feel. And I remember when I was leaving Wasserman to go off and do this, and it was, like, literally shocking. I think everybody thought I was crazy. Even huh. my parents thought I was crazy until they right. I started, like, laying out the steps. Yeah. But, and somebody said to me, they're like, oh, you're going to do weddings now. And it's just, like, funny to me that everyone thinks that weddings are the only other event out there. And I'm like... <laughs> I just think it's hilarious. I'm like, weddings are an event; they're a vertical of business, yeah. And but I just feel like there's so many other reasons to celebrate. Like you mentioned the churro umbrella, that was for it was my client, one of my clients. She has a harvest party every year, and she found me on Instagram through a hashtag, and which is amazing. And she has been. A big part of my business, but she has this harvest party every single year where she's just like, let's, let's have a theme. Let's have entertainment. And she just loves to go all out and throw this fun fall party for like her friends and family. And I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I have another client who just like loves to really honor people. And she has been like, like she is, oh my rock i adore her she is just like mm. such a champion of my career as well but she like she just loves to like honor people if somebody's stepping down like to celebrate them with an event and, and i think that's just really beautiful that people to celebrate others in that way mm. and it's not just for a wedding it's just because they they can and they want to because i think that's what life's all about it's like having fun and celebrating with people
1: man Sounds great. I can definitely say if there's any way for me ever to come to a Kristen Mitchell gathering style event, I I want to. And second of all, as my businesses take off and we need someone, you're going to be first on the list because it looks so, so much fun. And yeah, I really can tell the passion and the energy and the creativity that comes through. And I think one thing that like You know, if anybody listening to this is like interested in the world of events or anything, I I think one thing that you definitely do is I I think a lot of people have a perception of what an event is maybe on its head, which is like, all right, like you got to get some food and you got to get a space and that kind of stuff. And those are important logistics. But I think you really take things to an entire different level. And so I hope people check out your site, your Instagram and that kind of thing. It's a bot. Yeah.
0: You got to create like all the details make a bot. And guests can really, guests catch a vibe. You know what I mean? And they love catching the vibe. When they catch the vibe, that's what makes an event great. And everyone always asks me and they're like, what's the most important part of an event? And I'm like, I think the guest is (laughs) personally, if I had to choose one thing, but like all of the different aspects of an event allows the guests to catch a vibe and it's about the energy that's brought to that moment that like gets, gets like, I don't know, just like excited and, and then it makes it, it's just a vibe.
1: I've seen you share some really good advice, like on Instagram and other places, like for those of us, whether it's planning a dinner or a party or a date night or whatever. Yeah. Any like other hot tips that you would give to, to anybody who might want to look to elevate their next gathering?
0: I think thoughtfulness is really where it all stems from whether it's what you're trying to achieve or what your client is trying to achieve and really listening to that and hmm. being true to what that is. And and there's no right or wrong answer. And depending on what you do, it can be different every time. It can be the same every time. Like I'm, yeah. I just, I have this like creative, like craziness where I like things to be different every single time, but you can, I also have things that I love to use all the time and like for a tablescape or a party like I love these yeah. like pleated candles that I use every single time like pretty much and, yeah well it's like you know just find things that you love and like be thoughtful like for the guest I think it's all about the guest experience um hmm. and being thoughtful around um what what they will experience at your event and, and you know just being thoughtful whether it's a place yeah. card or I find that you can be very thoughtful with place cards, and that's where I think creativity is really fun. But there's so many other different areas of an event that like, you can just be thoughtful and bring it to life. And whether it's like an umbrella at the front of a tent when it's raining and you have a little like umbrella stand, there's yeah. so many different like ways that you can just be thoughtful about the guest experience when they're coming into your home or when they're coming to your yeah.
1: event. Yeah, it's, it's really the details, isn't it, that can like really yeah. take something from good to great. When you think about the future, how far out do you plan? Are you like, this is kind of what I'm going to do forever and we'll see what happens? Are you like, I'm going to like, do you go year by year? What's like kind of the long-term plan? Do you hope to grow it into more people? Maybe you have, I know obviously you work with lots of people, but what's the future of Gathered in Style look like?
0: I think when I went off and started this, I just wasn't even thinking, I just didn't. I just, I feel like I just blacked out and just did, it just happened. I don't know. Obviously a lot of hard work, but like it just, it has been such a grind for the past two years where I was just taking whatever I can get. And like I said, luckily I've had a couple of really amazing clients who found me very early on through all referrals other than one of my clients found me through a hashtag, which is like really awesome. But I think they've done a lot for my business to help propel it forward and just like keep it going because I needed, you need money like to survive. And I was just like taking things so that I could keep this thing going. Now I'm just really trying to be true to what brings me a lot of joy and not just taking things for the sake of taking them for money because I need it. Now I'm really trying to be very intentional about who I take on, what I take on and not panic when Hmm. I'm like, oh, I should take this because I don't know if I'm going to get something what I've learned is that if you're working on stuff that you love, something will likely come out of those things. And mm. so you have to allow yourself to have that space to take on the stuff that you like, even though it's scary that you're like, yeah. "Why? Well, I, I have some revenue that I need to hit in this month and I don't have it yet. And you're like three months away. I don't know. Like, so you can make it up other ways. I'm just trying not to burn myself out. Um, But I I feel like I'm finally, I think I'm finally in a place where I feel like I can really grow Gathered in Style in a more like um, specific direction. Um, Mm -hmm. And I do have contractors who work with me, (laughs) independent freelancers. I have my company itself, again, hire an accountant. I love my account, but she has been my guide in terms of Structuring my business. Like, what I, first I started off as a sole prop, then I was a independent or a single member LLC. And then now I've transitioned to an S Corp. And oh, cool. now I am the employee. I am the only employee of my company. And I never thought, like, I can't, I've never even thought about that. I'm like, I don't want to hire people. Like, how am I going to do payroll? I have to put myself on payroll. This is so much to learn. So right now, Gathered in Style is a predominantly independent freelance contract, like creative space for people to come and um, express their creativity or maybe make some more money through a different way and this creative space of creative consultants. And for now, like it's going to be that. And I have people, specific people on specific things, depending on like their skill set and what they're interested in. Because I really do feel like, the best way to achieve greatness is to put play to your strengths and put people on things that are interesting to them, that they get excited about. And that can help me and free me up to do other stuff and create more opportunities for others.
1: Totally do more podcast interviews. I guess one last question I want to ask you too, is before we started recording, you said something to me that I thought was really interesting. You're like, I think like, like, Nine to five on its way out. That's not that wasn't your exact words, but it's like it it seems like because of this space that you're operating in now, which I know is there's more freedom, there's all sorts of things. Any hot takes on the future of the nine to five?
0: I'm not gonna say it's on its way out. I think people always some people will always have a nine to five, but for me as a creative and wanting to have control over the amount of money I would like to make. And yeah. not being beholden to like what other people tell me that I deserve. I feel like being an entrepreneur is like one of the best things that you can do for yourself, not only from being able to cultivate whatever you want, it, like you can mm-hmm. literally s- create sculpture entire life to be exactly how you want, like work with you, who you want, call your own shots with their hours, anything, but also too, you can theoretically work less because... If you employ yourself, or if you're an independent contractor, you get massive tax benefits that mm-hmm. they don't really tell you about in school. And mm-hmm. but when you're working for an employer, you're taxed insanely. Mm-hmm. So that's just what I have learned. It's been very eye opening for me to realize that there's like huge tax benefits and savings, like where you can make just as much money, if not more, just. By paying less taxes. Hire an
1: accountant thoughtfulness the Kristen Mitchell way. Yeah. Do you do you have a couple more minutes for some rapid fire? Yeah. Okay, cool. Any event horror stories. I know you've had horror story experiences. Things do not always go according to a plan. And you get horror stories from your extensive career.
0: I really do try to plan so that like nothing ever happens but obviously there's things that are outside of your control weather is a very big one yeah none that have led to anything horrific there have been times that i have been scared like i mean like one time before this the harvest party that i was going to do for my client she had just moved into this house and she had put a pile of like chairs and put like a tarp over it and I was like, oh, we have to move these chairs in this tarp. And I lifted, I removed the tarp and a swarm of hornets came up. Like, I'm telling you, there was like thousands of hornets. And I was, and this was like minutes before the party was about to start. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness. gosh, somebody's going to have a allergic reaction to these hornets and die. That's like where my mind yeah. went. Because I'm crazy. And I really try not to have these like bad situations happen but nothing where anybody was really ever in danger. And that for me would be like a horror story. So like, I just really always try to think about the safety of the guests um, to just make sure that not only are the experiences like beautiful and fun, but they're also incredibly safe and that requires partnering with great people. But another thing like weather related one time uh, we were in Hawaii and we had this, obviously this weekend planned of like amazing events. And one of our events was supposed to be this like, epic like luau experience on the four seasons lawn and like i mean it the night before was absolutely beautiful like absolutely beautiful and of course and the locals were like there was this mountain and like we could see the clouds like getting scary and we were like is it going to rain they're like no the clouds like it never rains it never rains over here the clouds as long as they don't go over that mountain like we're fine they what we set, we lightly set up on the lawn. And then all of a sudden, the clouds came over the mountain, and we had to like just, we were in the middle of a torrential downpour. This was oh, like man. a monsoon. And like, we were like moving tables, our vendors, like, I literally, and then my clients like came out and be like, How's it going? I was literally completely drenched, and I was like wringing my hair out in front of my clients. So it's not a horror story, but it's things like that just, I don't know, they happen.
1: I have it on good authority that at one point in your career, you your dream title was event scientist. I'm curious, I'm curious if you had any other dream titles or why that's not how you position yourself now.
0: Oh gosh, that's such a good question. I love that you brought this up. Yeah, like at Thompson Reuters, I definitely did. I was like, I would always say things like, "I mean, I do. I think it's an art and a science, and there's a mm. perfect mix and like a way to do things." And I thought it was fun to say that, and I thought it was like, I, don't I like know, it. Little...
1: It makes sense to me. <laughs> I, li- yeah, I like it.
0: I still say I'm an event scientist.
1: Maybe Such a... creative director and event scientist. I... Secondly, this shows how little I know about events. But the same source when I asked them for questions to ask you. They asked me to t- ask you, what is in your event kit? And I don't really know what that is. So oh what's in my your event God. kit?
0: Okay, in my event kit.
1: That's a real <laughs> thing.
0: Blue tape, Zip ties. Okay. match tape. Fashion tape. Wrinkle, sure. wrinkle release. Wrinkle release like sure. you have to have it.
1: Okay, sure. This is good.
0: And I will also say zip ties are a must as well. Like zip ties okay. has been handy. You can do anything with zip ties. Okay, so um, this is
1: like a go bag for events professionals that you just like, yes. you take this everywhere, yeah. everywhere. and you have, to oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, wow. this this is a fishing wire. And it was funny because I just did a wedding a couple of weeks ago and the bride and the groom, they're one of the dads, the father of the groom. He was like, oh, he was like, oh, by the way, here's this light up neon sign that we want to hang over the DJ booth. Had no idea about it and he was like yeah we'd love to we'd love to hang this and i'm like oh okay and i thought like we were so and also too like a lot of venues have rules about hanging things whatever and so like in the midst of this honestly we only had two hours to set up which was insane and so i had to figure out hanging this neon sign and fishing wire was the only thing that we were allowed to hang it with and i had it Let's see what else a putty yeah i have a lot of stuff oh what actual wire actual wire is really helpful too oh i have one of these little tools the little like well, where you can
1: oh sure wow this is amazing i feel like i just oh. need one of these in my life
0: yeah you do an x facto knife which this comes in so helpful but yeah so uh, that's what what's a in... good question
1: i do my research one final question tell us about Actually, no, I take that back. Two final questions. First question is favorite event that you've done to date with Gathered in Style?
0: Oh my gosh. That is such a good question. My favorite event? Mm-hmm. I love them all so much.
1: Can only pick one.
0: Oh, How about this? God, a I favorite event.
1: A favorite How? event that springs to mind. A favorite
0: event. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. not, I really can't choose a favorite. I have so many. I will have to say, I think my favorite is probably the Harvest Party. (laughs) Okay, wait. The Harvest Party was... Yes, the Harvest Party is definitely my favorite, but I will say one in particular. Because last year, we were supposed to have it, but it got rescheduled because there was a hurricane. And so we rescheduled it to the spring. And... So as a part of the spring party, we had to reframe, I was like, we can't say harvest in the spring. So we had to reframe it and we were calling it the spring fling, but the theme was white lotus and, or white lotus too, I should say. So it was all Italian inspired and that was yes. probably my favorite. Cause I just thought it was, I love white lotus and especially the one in Sicily. And I just thought it was just so much fun to transform her
1: backyard into a like, resort. I love that. I I think I saw a video of that on Instagram, which is amazing. (laughs) Okay, final question. I hand you an infinite budget. What's like the dream event that you'd go and put on?
0: Oh, my gosh. That's such a good question. (sighs) I would probably, well, would it be for myself? Who would it be for is my question. Would it be for me or would it be for
1: like... You get to pick. It would be for me. You you are the person planning the event. You can pick the guest list. You can pick the reason. You can pick the rhyme.
0: Okay. All right. If it's okay, I'm just gonna say it's for me, and it's not for a client.
1: That Um, sounds good. It
0: would definitely be a destination experience that I would, and I probably would want the guest list to be around like I don't know, max 80 people. And ideally I would probably even want less. And I would want to do like a destination, like weekend experience to somewhere. I have dreamed of doing a destination event in Hawaii with my family and friends. So there Palm Springs I love and just create like a lot of really great and meaningful moments for
1: the people that I love. Hmm. I love that. That's a great place to end it. Kristen Mitchell, thank you so much for joining us today on Connection Request.
0: Thank you so much. This is so much fun, Joel. Thanks for
1: having me. That is it for today's episode of Connection Request. If you enjoyed today's episode, would you make sure you're following us? It'd mean a lot. Today's show is produced by Marie Ionazo and me, Joel Lehman. Our theme music is by the amazing Mike Lauer and his band viewers like you. It's from their album Panoramia. The show is a production of Shrug Content, a podcast studio based in Minnesota. You can learn more about us at shrugcontent.com. Special thanks to SK Coffee, our presenting sponsor. You can learn more about them at skcoffeeplease.com. If you live around the Twin Cities, ping me. I'll take you there myself. First Cup is on me. You can connect with the show on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube. Send us feedback, guest ideas, and funny TikToks at connect at shrugcontent.com. Thanks for listening and see you next week.